You're listening to Artificium Occulte Venatores, a Shadowrun actual play podcast by Relative Dimension. What follows is our character creation session. We have most of the details hashed out, but a few things might change before the actual release of the episode. I hope you enjoy. And as a reminder, if you head over to our Patreon page at patreon.com slash relative dimension, the established runner level lets you submit ideas for artifacts, relics, or strange locations that you might like to see featured in our game. The prime runner level lets you create a major NPC for the game. It could be a villain, a Mr. Johnson, a contact, or anything else that fits. So if you'd like to support the show, head on over to our Patreon page. And now on to the episode. Okay, so for concepts, um, these are just suggestions. But somebody should probably be a language person. Somebody should probably think about specializing in uh, knowledge of the artifacts and and history. My sound cut out. Somebody specializing in is what I call In history, right? Okay, that makes sense, obviously. Yeah, history, historical artifacts, things like that. Uh, Somebody should probably specialize in... Not really specialize in, but everybody should probably have some type of impersonation or con or performance because you will be be acting like a, a different organization. As a front, we will be lying a lot. I know what I'll do. Yeah. Um, now, on the table are any meta sapients, any meta variants. I think I know what I'm doing. Um, even Drake's uh, infected stuff like that, if you guys have a good enough backstory for it and you think you can make it work. For character creation, you can use some to 10 life modules, standard priority, uh, karma gen if you want. Now, all right. So we need a linguist. Linguist. We need a historian slash yeah. archaeologist. Everybody should have some kind of impersonation skill, and all races and variants are open. Any other types of specialists you guys think might fit in? B and E, and I call dibs. <laughs> because if the talking fails, well, there's more than one way to skin a cat. Yeah. It's literally the only idea for a character that I've had for this. <laughs> Sugar. I'm, I'm curious who's charging $5.99 a month for text. Uh, that would be me, and I expect that up front at the first of the month. <laughs> it's like, wait a minute, what is that? <laughs> like I said, trying to retire full time. I need, I need that general. I need that re- revenue stream. Is what it is. Uh, which book was the uh, Medi- Medisipians then? Anyway? Run, Run faster. faster. They're most oh, of them. Okay. Usually, one I was going to buy before I left, but I didn't. Well, I, I I didn't specialize in any particular languages. I I think I've read Run Faster so many times. Uh, well, I know I've read it so many times that I could tell you the order in which the breakdown of metatypes is. <laughs> <laughs> that seems like Minecraft logic to me. Is she Minecrafting? Is my mic live? Yes. Yes, it is. <laughs> She's adorable. <laughs> Yeah, she's Minecrafting. <laughs> she's adorable. Well, I, I, I talked about this concept earlier. It was a uh, dedicated spell slinger. Uh, and, uh, well, 
is rather it's it's rather amusing because you're like B and E specialist. I was like, yeah, you can have that. And, and when and when you can't pick the lock, I have an osmium mace from a uh, complete trog to hit the door with. So it sounds like Solith has got the B and E infiltrator aspect kind of covered in her concept. Does that mean that you then are going more of the uh, the the big hammer, or are you really more mojo? Well, the big hammer is for when when it when something gets too close. Mainly, it's mojo. Um, I have I have I have the nice stun ball and stun bolt, of course, because you know you can't live without those. I have my increased reflexes and heal spell. And then I have this two spells that I'm kind of curious as how they're going to work, but at the same time, I'm like, these sound really good. So the concept that I've got throwing around is kind of like the old school traditional Templar knight throwback at a variety, but I could totally see taking in history and historical artifacts as being something important to that character concept, considering that he's kind of like questing for relics and He's going that way with his uh, his weapon foci. Well, as I said, it was just a concept I came up with originally because I was reading through uh, Complete Trog and I came across the Osmium Mesa. I was like, I want that. <laughs> I'd also totally be willing to go the mundane route as well if we want to have somebody fill that niche as, as well. I could really blend this character either way. What do you mean by mundane? Uh, not awakened, so not magically active. Oh, okay. The, the boring one. Is that what you're saying? Well, I mean, it, it is really nice when everything is warded and you can just do your business. Oh, right. Before I decided to make her a shapeshifter, I gotta know if... You broke off, at least I'll have to. I'll have to learn that, because I don't know the shifter errata. I've never used it, and personally, I don't like most of it, from what I've heard. I didn't catch most of that. Am I the only one losing audio? It's like, didn't some errata make them dual-natured? Test, test. We hear ya. Am I the only one losing audio? I think so. Yeah. Because I heard you say something before you decided to make a shifter, and then I got silence. Ah. Um. Uh, what I said was I'll have to know if we're using the shifter part of it. I don't particularly like it. Some of it. I gotta figure like out what. Some what's... of it straight gimped shifters, which are already pretty gimped with you know not being able to take anywhere, and also having a max magic of five percent. I can see, though, the wear being an issue for something that shapeshifts, especially for oh, yeah. drastic shapeshifting, but the, the magic grading, eh. Yeah, the magic, the, like I said, both of those are the core, well, run faster. Those are the standard, the, they're original for shapeshifters, because I think if it's anything less than delta wear, their body rejects it when they shift. Gross. Yeah, that would make sense. <laughs> and, like, they take damage, I don't remember, they take damage if they have wear and they shift anyway. So I've seen a, a couple fun shifters done where they're literally, well, that sounds fun, Ag. But I've seen one done, oh, God, that was a bird shifter that had wear in their bird form. Granted, this is by one of the, one of the most, one of the people that has, like, a ridiculous knowledge of the rules. Right back from us. Ag, are you, are you able to hear us now? I can at the moment. Okay. <clears throat> can you hear me? We can at the moment. Okay. Yeah, Jeff said he was, like, confused about the game, so I started to go into it, and I don't think anybody heard me. No, no, we did not. And uh, 
we were just randomly talking while you were gone. So now, uh, like, now that I'm back, he's not here. He was being impatient. So, Ag, how do you feel about surged characters? Uh, the time is right. I've never played with them. Neither. Well, I mean, so a couple of the characters in the Arcology were surged, but I've never looked at the process before. But it certainly looks like it could be really interesting. I have experience with surge, creating and playing and seeing them played. I'm back, but, by the way. But just just looking at some of the surge qualities, one of them is like a glamour, which kind of gives you an angelic oh. presence, which would be really cool for a holy warrior. I think. I love glamour. So expensive on the karma, though, for that surge. I remember right? Uh, Hero Lab has twelve, but it's I so. Might be, awesome. I might be remembering it wrong. I just know it's expensive as far as surge qualities go. The style is so freaking awesome, though. It is. And he's not answering in Discord. I'm talking to him. Still saying that he's online. Uh, okay. Well, to clarify, for the recording anyway, the campaign will be the group is going to belong to a secret order um, publicly, as public as it happens to be, which is still not quite that public, they will belong to the Order of St. Sylvester, which will get them in and around a few places. However, they are even deeper than that. One of the things I was going to ask you guys is, do you all want to be church-based or hired and assembled afterwards? Um, some of you may not belong to the church at all as far as that goes. Kind of like a... Uh, team that has been assembled to be um, affiliated yet separate from so even a, a religious deniable asset I could go either way but I could have a lot of fun if I playing around with some of the surge being an official disciple of the church okay that was weird y'all guys, guys have been talking and apparently well discord decided well they hadn't talked in a while so I'm just going to mute everything yeah, I noticed you've been uh, deafened for a while. A little while. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't know why he keeps doing that. But yeah, I could go either way as well, as far as that goes. Like, I've got a fairly specific idea for my character, and I can work it either way. Alright, so where is Surge? Run faster. They're called changelings. I can tell you basically everything about Surge. <laughs> so, I was reading about So they're animals that can turn into people? Am I confused by this? Those are Those shapeshifters. Are shifters. Oh, okay. Something different. Surge are people that were, like, bombarded with mana and changed. Oh. Sometimes it just happens, though. Like, it doesn't have to be a result of, like, a mana storm or weird magic. It can Most just, of like, it happened when the comet went by. Oh, yeah, but there's still spontaneous surges. I can even tell you the stats on who is most likely to surge. I think it's humans, number one. Obviously, they're more prevalent. And I think it's Orcs, dwarves, elves, and then trolls? Something like that. Elves are surprisingly the least likely to surge. Is my headset cut off again? It was going in and out there for a minute. Damn it. Sorry, I'm kind of a little far from my computer. I got a new wireless headset. Still testing the bounds of it. Should be better now. All right. So what was the concern over the shifters? Uh, Shifters, there's been some errata. Like, uh, I think... The most recent, which I can't find except people griping on Reddit about it, um, is still, I think, um, 
they gave them regeneration, dual natured, which I absolutely hate, and then like an allergy to silver. The archives. And also my issue is just with the way they do shifters magic. Like their max magic for most of them is five. When they can't even take augment. Unfortunately, with the forums being down, I can't find you most recent errata. Oh, there's no surge wings. Unfortunately. I, I was going, totally going the route of an actual angel placed on the planet. <laughs> you can do if you're, well, okay, if you're awakened and have, like, a spirit, the Mentor's Mask. Could do. The Mentor's Mask is out of Forbidden Arcana. Yeah. I've seen some interesting things done with the Mentor's Mask. Like, I'm perfectly fine just using what official errata has been posted, which is actually didn't change the shifters much at all. It's increased their uh, edge from, their max edge from... Trying to find... Do you know what page the shifter powers are? The available uh, stuff they can buy? They don't buy anything. Shifters don't buy anything. They have a strict list depending on what type of shifter you are. The types of shifters are listed on 101... No, wait, that's changelings. 100. And then it details there's a chart on 105 that tells you what each type of shifter gets and what their attributes are. I'm probably going to do a Vulpine shift. Uh, Fox. Or Falconine. I've always liked it, But I really like the Vomeron Falconine. For their, but oh, I could, that one. I could have so much fun with this. I agree you're talking in here. No, I wasn't. Okay. I was looking at shifters. Um, I do not have run faster erat. I have the official errata IDF there, but the recent errata, which is, like I said, still provisional. I, the forums are down, so I can't find it. Well, if it's provisional, then shouldn't you just keep with whatever the original route is and leave the rest alone? Unless there's stuff in there that you like. I mean, if we were using the provisional errata, I wouldn't do a shifter. Because I absolutely hate that it made them dual-natured. Like, the rest of it, I don't mind. Like, an allergy to silver, okay, I'm not wearing a cross. <laughs> but... I'll be right back. So, did you make a, a decision on that character yet? I'm trying to go back and previous editions and see what the standard has been. For shifters? Yeah, I know in 4th edition they were dual-natured. Yeah, dual na yeah, that is a thing, like, that is an argument that I've seen. They've always been dual-natured and should never have lost it. They've always had the silver thing, which is, like I said, I don't agree that they should be dual-natured, because it makes it literally impossible to hide the fact that you are a shifter. Yeah, I think the way around that is being a... A magician of some sort and masking. You're still dual-natured, though. Like, I don't think you can mask the fact that you're dual-natured. Yeah, not that I'm aware of. Because, like, if you're dual-natured, you're active on both planes, and I don't think you can mask that. Yeah, you got a point. Like, that's, that's my issue with them being dual-natured, is that I can't hide that fact. Shapeshifter's aura always reveals its true form, that of an animal, not a metahuman. Shapeshifter magicians may use masking to conceal their true auras. Adept powers function no matter what form they are in. Right. But that, uh, if you're running, reading from Run Faster, that that was before the errata. Dual nature in this version. <laughs> now I'm reading this from uh, Runner Companion. Trying to figure out when they made an appearance in third. I mean, if you want to go with the dual nature thing, whatever. I mean, I, that just means my character changes because I absolutely hate being dual. Such a negative quality. And Striper Assassin was put out like in first and second edition. Why can I not find any stats before fourth? They don't like you. 
Yeah, I kind of want to stick with how it should be, but um, let me see what they are. So what I'm finding is that uh, shifters should be dual natured. They should have regeneration. Augments, they can take delta wear in their animal form. They can take delta wear in any form. Yeah. In 5th edition, they can take it in either form. I can see why they added the, uh, the dual nature, considering they've got the regeneration aspects to them. Yeah, yeah like, uh, and that's that's the way they've been, and they just didn't, for whatever reason, that in 5th, and now they're changing that. Yeah, I think they left it off, and they're correcting it. Because it doesn't make sense that a dual-natured species would lose it when magic is increasing. I don't agree that they should have had it at all, but that's me. And I guess that, that means Obi's not a shifter. Alright, let's figure it out. So, for these meta-variant things, we would need like a really good storyline as to why they exist and why they're doing what they're doing, I would assume, right? Um, meta-variants are just offshoots of the typical orcs, trolls, stuff like that. Oh, okay. Meta-sapiens would need a good story. Yeah, instead of uh, being born a troll, you might have been born a minotaur. That's all that really is for the meta-variants. The meta-sapiens, they are not human. They are, um, while they may interact and they are sapient and intelligent... They kind of have to have a reason that they would be interacting with metahuman society in a way. Okay. Centaurs okay. are problematic. Nagas are problematic, but more uh, playable than centaurs are. In the fun of the pixies. Uh, pixies are. Pixies fine. are poison. <laughs> they have uh, a lot of benefits, but they are also restricted in the fact that they are small. So you cannot use a whole lot of things that you might as a normal person. Okay. Hmm. I'm just curious. I probably wasn't going to consider them anyway. And Sasquatches can't talk. They can mimic words and stuff, but their communication should be more restricted than that. Well, that'll be fun. I mean, you could always learn sign language. Yes, they can learn sign language. I might do a dryad. That looks kind of cool. What's symbiosis? What's uh, symbiosis is the main drawback of playing a dryad. Uh, they kind of bond to their area, right? Yeah. Their geography, and if you stay there too long, it can be bad. Yeah. Yeah, you become attuned to the place uh, that you live and your surroundings. Can be fatal if you if it occurs in polluted or desolate urban environments. Oh, okay. So somebody who travels around would not be good for this. I got gotcha. you. You, well, see, tra- one that travels, it takes time to form that bond to your air- to your location, so I don't know how that It would become a problem if you set up shop in a place that was, like, toxic. You know, like the Barons of Seattle. Or had a lot of bad mojo around, that would be bad for you. Like anywhere on the northwest coast of Germany? Once you form a bond, you can leave it and form a new one. You have to live in a new place for a month to break the previous one, to have a chance at breaking the previous one. So as long as you don't stay in anywhere longer than a few weeks, you don't form bonds anywhere. Oh, I wish I could start, because that is bad. Maybe it won't let me... It seems to be, like, it's a choice, though. Like, it's even if I'm staying around someplace for, like, a month or two, no, I don't No, it's bond. not a choice. I, oh, okay. I, I'm not... That's why I was trying to figure out. Yeah, what no. Symbiosis is not a choice. Oh, okay, but you can actively resist the bonding if you want to. Okay, I'm reading it now. All right, all right. Ah, interesting. Hmm. And you would get negatives or positives based on the situation or the 
environment of your bonding. Interesting. So what what um, concepts do we have so far still? So if you're if you will allow characters surged characters, I've got a couple different variations of the one that I was going to play with. One leaning more towards the lines of kind of like a, a pseudo angelic elf, or possibly kind of like the enforcer hand of God kind of creeps people out. <clears throat> Would he be a social interaction? Yeah, so um, my plan was to make it with the uh, point by system. So skill and attribute heavy, uh, resource poor. And would okay. have that be part of his background of having having maybe like completed a very long pilgrimage. That sounds good to me. Social interaction. We needed a B and E. Take a take uh, a take a peek at the glamour um surge quality. And then go stand in the corner and cry. Because that thing's broken. It's not really that broken. It doesn't give you that much. Well. I was going to go combat mage concept, but it's I'm I'm not sure. Are we going to have another spellcaster in the group? <laughs> no, I, I was going more for like a face kind of character. I've already done spellcasting. So I I, I I I guess as a group, we'd want to determine whether or not we want a mundane or more pure combat oriented character amongst the group because I've got a concept for that as well. That's where more of the the physical enforcer, kind of like the hand of the Pope, comes in. Foshka, what are you thinking? He's not in the chat room. Oh yeah. Um, mine, like I said, B and E, but I can do combat and B and E. Be more like uh, probably more similar to a striker rather than a soap tank. Doing both is fairly simple since your combat characters have high agility. To easily lends itself to being. Uh, Ag, would you also accept codes of honor as well? Possibly. Or tailor it specific to something church themed. Yeah, I'd have to look at those because a lot of codes seem uh, heavy at the time, but they don't have as much bite as they should, and some might have a little too much. And they are uh, pricey as far as the cost. I just feel like either elven chivalry or the the way of the samurai goes well with one of the two surge concepts I'm coming up with. I see that parroting pretty well with the whole angelic kind of noble swordsman, I guess. So I guess with mine, I'll be taking on a primary physical combat role in some fashion. The more, angel angel the more angelical side will probably be uh, physical combat melee, whereas the more hand of God will probably be more boomsticks. Also, other specialists... Specialist categories people can think of between linguist and historian. I, I wonder if it might be interesting if we all sort of took a kind of historian, but were specialized in different aspects of it. Like in my base concept, I have relics as a, as a knowledge skill. Yeah, something like that, where we're all sort of, we all have some sort of history knowledge, but we're all sort of specialized in, into certain aspects of it. I'm not sure what other aspects are we could generalize into or specialize into. But something like that might be more interesting as to why we've been sort of picked together because we're like the the premier people of the, of that particular uh, era or something like that. My character probably have mystery goes. Um, like my character, I imagine her being fairly sheep born and raised and bred. 
Yeah, weren't you the one that was basically saying that you got caught and kind of thrown yeah. in the group? Okay, all right. That's She's fair. not here really ever will. I mean, she eats regularly, and the pay probably isn't bad, so whatever. Like, I imagine she didn't she didn't really have anything else going for her, so she doesn't really, like, hate it here, except maybe when they're being shot at. She probably doesn't very much. I imagine that's going to happen more <laughs> Be a rather boring uh, campaign. There's the plant help. So, uh, everybody is going to get on Hero Lab add, uh, we'll say, four points for languages. So if you want to, besides whoever might be the linguist, uh, native should probably be Italian, even though we're not going to speak in Italian. Um, are we doing standard gen? The actual generation, once we get to that, is up to you guys. Point by, I mean, some to no, ten. I mean, established, street level, or prime runner. Oh, established, normal. Okay. Yeah. That. Sorry, that's what I mean when I say standard gen. Like, to me, standard is like standard or some to ten. Those are the only two I have any experience with. So let me type these out. And ones with live stuff. Oh, where's my Google Doc? So I've got a social interaction, B&E, glamour, physical combat. Uh, I was doing combat mage, but um, I was also going for linguist on him. He's talking about... Alright, so the combat mage, linguist... Though I don't have a very high logic, so this may be... <laughs> I was considering making my character a bit of a linguist, but I'll probably just go bilingual. Maybe. maybe. Uh, well, we can we can all take uh, different languages so that we all are useful in certain situations. Well, yeah. I was just going to take some of the big ones, you know, like German, Italian, Arabic, you know, the big languages and whatnot, even Persian, uh, just because of the fact that you know, who knows, uh, Greek, Latin, Aramaic. Aramaic is actually not one of the languages offered up. What historical period are the relics going to be in? I mean, are we talking Phoenician, or are we talking Mesopotamian, or I mean, what geological era? We're talking Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Stop being silly. No, I, was, I am all through I, the era. Yeah, that's that's what I figure. Like, we won't be, we probably won't be going after one specific era. It'll be, hey, there's an artifact here. Go get it. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. there's a big difference from knowing French and knowing hieroglyphics. Hieroglyphics might not be a bad idea either. Um, it's going to be on what comes up, what is hitting the black markets, things like that. Um, as far as religious, official religious would be from the, probably the Middle Ages, but that's not going to be everything that the church wants to acquire. If somebody comes up with an ancient Egyptian thing that hits a black market that is rumored to have special powers, they might want that taken care of as well. And languages, you can probably add a custom language, yeah. I think. You can type yeah. in any language. Like, I have sign... Well, no, wait. It's a couple of the sign language actually in there. Um, Latin, Arabic, Aramaic, and Avestan are probably the most common ancient religious languages. I was definitely planning on taking Latin with either concept I finally land on. And I kind of like glamour, as bad as that is. Glamour. I mean, I don't see myself really using it to its full potential, but it just adds so much flavor to the style of character that it is, it's hard to say no. 
Well, if we're working for the Vatican, we should all have written Latin, at least. Maybe not spoken, but written. I think the language, unless you do a specialist, it's for both. A specialization for written would just give you two more dice for written stuff. Or for spoken, if you go with speech. Alright, so combat main. Um, there doesn't have to be a pilot per se, but everybody should probably uh, think about ways of getting into places without easy transportation, like a rank and freefall for parachuting in or something like that. It's called levitate. I enjoy myself. Going an adept route. Uh, is one of the roles we need to build a cartographer? Sorry, I, just honest curiosity here. We need a cartographer. Ancient maps, navigation, finding locations. Navigation is a skill. I mean, cartography is making maps, not reading them. Yeah, navigation would probably be um, better, but let me see. It doesn't sound applicable. Navigation sounds more like how do you get around in the modern world. I'm thinking more along the times of like, you know, indie finding a map. Uh, some you know ancient temple or something like that, and trying to figure out what it, how to how to get through it. I would call that navigation because you read a map to navigate. If you're old school, I like the flavor yeah. of cartography. Yeah, I do too. Hold on one second, though. Okay, while he's looking that up, tell me about the difference between surge two and surge three, because I I don't see a mechanical difference as far as surge. The, okay. The point buying. Surge 2, you choose your positives and you randomly roll your negatives. Surge 3, you choose both positives and negatives. Gotcha, okay. Which, there are some really weird, bad, neg like, legitimately bad negatives. Yeah, I've looked through all the positives and negatives, so I think class 3 is the way to go for him to fit his style. Yeah. Like, if you have a certain vision in mind, go 3. Um, giving up my a specialization in navigation would be maps. You can also do ancient maps. And a knowledge skill might go with that as well for um, ancient map practices or uh, like a cryptography for interpreting maps out of other things that may not obviously be maps. Ooh, yeah, that's a good idea. Secret maps. It's like finding one-eyed Willie. And that might actually fit with a knowledge cartography, because that would let you apply abstract things into how that might look as a map on certain places. Do you want us to stick to just a 25 positive, 25 negative or, uh, qualities? Could we take more negative qualities if we wanted? You can take more negatives. Uh, you don't get extra karma for them. Okay. I don't think I can create negative qualities. Neither can I. Way too much fun to have. <laughs> I know. Alright, so B and E, social interaction, combat mage, Ooh, I could... mapping interpretation. Has everybody nailed down their meta type or meta sapient nope. type? Okay. I'll either be an elf for the angelic type of character or probably an orc or a troll for the more brute forced enforcer concept. Uh, I was going with Elf for the, uh, well, I was planning on doing Christian Thurgy as my uh, magical tradition, so that's charisma-based. So I was doing Elf. Okay. I was thinking Elf or but then I remembered that gnomes are, I don't know, that, like I said, I'm, once shapeshifter was taken off the table for me, I'm 
Still trying. See, now if they had a version of Glamour that was slightly on the underside and you could take it as an orc or a troll, you know, kind of for the more intimidation side of things instead of the uh, There's a graceful. negative quality. Yeah, there's a negative quality that if I went that route, I would pick that up. What's it's, the negative? Uh, uh, Nasty okay. vibe? Yep, that yeah. one. So either the exactly character concept is either going to be kind of like the angelic, awe-inspiring, or the nasty vibe kind of creeping you out. Yeah, I can see that working for the church. Do we have anybody that is going to act as a suppressant? A what? Somebody who can handle dangerous magics, uh, can take out other mages that sort of... We have a combat mage. Yeah, that's definitely not what I'm talking about. Who else would deal with uh, I? Who else would deal with offensive magic on the opposition other than the mage? You can make archetypes that are that are very anti-mage oriented. Oh, I'm aware. Um, I, I can't remember how the one null, was made. I think there there's literally like in uh, Forbidden Arcana, there's the Null Mage, which basically does that. But I've also seen people do it before Forbidden Arcana is really yeah, it's definitely. But no, we don't have anybody specifically slated for it. Yeah, I can see counterspelling and dispelling being uh, useful things so at times. Easy. Only if you're bad at it. So, wait, did I hear that the holy dude will be doing the talking? Oh, no, I'm not no, the holy dude will not be doing the talking. You will be doing the talking because I don't, I don't have kill points. Oh, aha. Uh-huh. Okay, cool. I mean, so if, if I if I play that character, he'll have the charisma and some of that surge ability to fill some of that role, but it'll by no means be a traditional face in that aspect. Okay. I was considering kind of tweaking one of my old character face slash samurai, but I guess if the talkie type... Okay, it looks like the null wizard can't cast spells nope. or use alchemy, but uh, they are awakened, and so I guess they can have access to summoning, but they can't bind. I don't know that they have access to It says, cannot use any of the following skills. Alchemy, artificing, binding, ritual spellcasting, or spellcasting. I feel like summoning was left out of that list unintentionally. Like, just reading what the Null Mage is. I don't know. I don't see why summoning wouldn't be a problem. They can't create anything magical. Summoning is not creating anything. Unless you ask a scion of the psionic tradition. Just, just okay, so I'm thinking a an arcanist null mage, null wizard, um, someone who specializes in ancient maps and artwork and scribing and stuff like that, but is very magic resistant. I like it. Somebody who's who's equipped to deal with the unknown magics that we haven't seen before. Yeah, the kind of guy that you go, hey, uh, what's that artifact to you? I don't know. Uh, have Mickey pick it up. <laughs> have him touch it first. It's like we, we, we get him all the way to it, and it's like, okay, you, your turn, go. So does that fit in well with you guys' idea of a group right now? I think so. Yeah, I like that idea. <laughs> Literally, my idea right now is B and E. <laughs> That's all I've got. Look, you, you, she, she breaks into the stuff and into the place, and you grab the stuff, and hopefully, we, you know, it doesn't, you know, boom, destroy boom. the world. It's fine. You could certainly fill the expert of being the kind of like arcane expert for sure. Uh, next question I have is: Do we, do we have any unusual uh, meta types available, or is it just the standards? All meta types are available, even meta sapiens and infected drakes. But 
some of those on the very end can be problematic. Where can I find out about those? Uh, run faster for most yeah, of them. Yeah, run faster. You have that PDF, though. Run faster has basically almost all your Metabarian and Metasapiens. And I was the Drakes. Yeah, I don't think you've ever shared that with me, Joe. Is it in your shared file folder? I don't know. Drakes are in uh, Howling Shadows. Oh, was it? I don't know why I was thinking we're in Run Faster. Maybe because that makes sense. Considering the that's quality like... uh, of... Uh, it was... It wasn't the Drake quality. It was the uh, suppressed Draco form or something like that, where you had the option of becoming a Drake. I think that was in Run Faster. I don't think so. I don't, I don't remember. I, I remember Drake's being mentioned in Run Faster. I don't remember there being an actual... Here, you can take this quality, because... The quality is like 100 points or something. Isn't it a uh, surge? Drake form, like Eastern Drake? I thought it was. It's latent. Latent Draco. Yeah, it's a 5 karma thing that you take at character creation, and then it can happen later during the game, and you immediately go into karma debt, or you get uh, little bits and pieces. Was is it a quality? Though? Yeah, it's a quality. Yeah, there's Drake, which is 75, or Latent Dracomorphosis. One you start out as a Drake, the other one you start you start the game knowing that you're eventually going to turn into one, player-wise. Was... Character doesn't know he's going to turn into one. That would be cool for the uh, for your concept that's kind of like our arcane expert is like, oh, look, he really is a dragon. It makes sense why he knows about all this stuff. Another thing is... For antagonists, is there any one or more entities, organizations that you want to uh, March deal of Dimes with, deal with? <laughs> the March of Dimes as antagonists can be very bad. They've got their fingers in every charity. The Red Cross. You don't want to piss them off either. Right. So we're going against charities. That's it. We're anti-charity. That's so that's gonna be fun. I don't know a whole lot about religious organizations in the Shadowrun world, but it might make sense to have one of them be a competing faction. Which one that is, I don't really know. And I'm not necessarily sure if you want to introduce something that could be that potentially charged into your podcast. Well, there are some groups already. Um, Aleph Society. We could be competing with the Draco Foundation, couldn't we? You can. Oh, yeah. That would be a good one for us. They're already in the business of looking for artifacts and stuff, aren't they? Oh, yeah. Yeah, they are. That's like one of the Draco Foundation's big things, if I remember right. Oh, God, but that's so hard on the person. Yeah, but there's nothing like being the BFT. See, I found... I, no, I found a really... See, and another thing is I kind of like the a troll B&E, just because you don't, you don't see that. But I found this... Alright, so Draco Foundation as antagonist organizations, and possibly others. I might get her surged for that tail. Or just get a Bioware. I want to cry. Me edge. I might make her surge. Oh, okay. That's different. Um, there's a... Apparently there's Bioware to change your sex. Why yep, not? Yep. Just change from a female to a male, or male to a female. Who knows? Now what you really need are a nanite package so that you can keep the, the Bioware in your system and change on at a will. Is that available? I don't think so. But it'd be kind of cool. Female Fridays. Be whatever you want to be whenever you want to be. I sent you a PM of Ag. All right. Let's make her nocturnal. <laughs> Two characters with glamour on this. 
<laughs> every time I hear, every time I see that word glam, I just instantly think of the vampire universe from White Wolf. I haven't gotten into that yet. Like, my boyfriend keeps trying to get me to play. He doesn't, I've skimmed the book. Oh, that's all I used to play in high school. I've, oh, yeah. I... Apparently, the cook that I work with used to play when he was in high school, too. And, like, he mentioned, like, he'd do full-on LARP. Like, they had dozens of people in this. Shit, you were a nerd. <laughs> I did not know that. There was even a TV show that was uh, called uh, Kindred the Embrace that mirrored that world. It was only on for a season. Oh, nice. And I'm like... You're right, though. I wish there was more variety in the negatives. Oh, God, yeah. There could, there, you could have so much more fun with it. It feels like they did a lot for the positive surges mm -hmm. and very little for the negatives. Yeah. And the negatives are like, most of them are just so freaking cheap that you have to take like 30 of them. Except for the ones that really like the negatives I have on her right now for the Metagenic Berserker. That's fun. Critter Spook. Freaking Surge has crit Impaired Logic. Oh, wait, actually, that will hurt things in the play when you're picking at least. Mm -hmm. Nocturnal. We'll see how that one goes. And Slow Healer, which also. All right, I have five questions here. I'm going to randomly determine who gets the question. You're posting them in uh, Roll20. No, I am going to ask these. All right, so for Scaly, we have a, a general basis on the other characters. Sorry, what's the question? Hold on, oh. I got a baby making noise here. While he's holding on, what would be the melee version of a longsword in Shadowrun? Katana. Uh, Mana sword. Or a longsword, yeah. <laughs> Swords are a thing. Or there's no, there's no longsword. The closest you get are vibrasword, katana, just rapier. A sword. I mean, there's a, I believe there's a weapon just called a sword. Oh yeah, you're right. All right. So for oh, scaling. Oh, also. Uh, sorry. I was gonna say a really good one. Uh, you can't get it at Jin. The Highland Forge Claymore is like the best melee weapon. Yeah, I feel like that's gonna be what the weapon focus will go for at some <laughs> point. Yeah. Anyway, okay. Sorry. Uh, one of the other. Uh, PCs saved your life. Who was it, and how? Who? Don't pick me, because I haven't landed on a firm concept yet. <laughs> I'm still toying with mine. I just know she's being e um, uh, You can be a little vague with the concept on who did it. Um, alright, alright, alright. Um, well, you guys probably know the least about, about my character, so it's probably interesting here. Um, uh, um, Possibly the Beanie, actually. She could have been on an, a previous Shadowrun team that actually got me out of trouble. Um, maybe even saved my life, actually. Yeah, you know what? Um, uh, part of her background is that she actually um, was hunted down by her own corporation. And I had to fake her death in order to get out of it. And it could be that this person helped her fake her death. Got her out of the corporation before things got in trouble. I don't know. Let me think. I like the idea of being a former Shadowrunner. That was an idea that I hadn't actually considered. I like it. Yeah, like she was part of the team that sort of got me out of the out, out of there. All right. I haven't decided you know, which corp or anything like that, but yeah, that's fine. That can come later. All right. So, Mister Black, or whoever you are going to be, Ascalon or something else. A former member of your team died on a mission. Why do you feel it's your fault? Ouch. Well, if I'm going the light side version of the character, it would be because uh, 
his code of honor did not let him preemptively strike, and so the enemy had the upper hand. Are you saying you ran in without thinking? No, I, I think it was the, the code of honor prevents you from striking first, or assuming that there is going to be attack and initiating the combat first. And so they they went first and like killed that person. Oh, so, wait, does that like make you doubt your own your, your your own code of honor? I'm just curious now. Well, answering that question depending on what what way this character goes will inform a lot of his background and kind of motivation. Ah, okay. It's the pain of being righteous. All right, guy. One member of this team is here because of you. How did you convince them to join the team? Mm. I kind of want to build off of Scaly's idea of being pulled out of a corp and needing some place to hide. And we had recently, maybe I, I was the one that caught, quote unquote, caught the B&E specialist trying to like break into a vault at a church or something like that. Or we just happened to be going in the same direction or something like that. And we had a conversation, found out we were looking for two different things. So it's like, hey, you keep go do you do, and I'm going to do what I do. And uh, and she's like, well, and when she pulled Scaly out of whatever corp he wanted to be pulled out of, she was like, I think I know a place you can hide. Since I was planning on being a member of the church. Okay. I like it. Did that make sense? I'm not sure. Yes. Made sense to me. All right, this one's for Jeff. Yeah. An artifact of major importance is now in the hands of the Drake Foundation. What did you do that allowed that? Or what didn't you do? The Draco Foundation was started by... Um, Dunkle Zahn's Will. Yeah, that's what I, I'm trying to remember the name. Yep. Uh, a major artifact in the hands of the Draco Foundation. Hmm. Um... Does anybody else know about the situation? Um, I'll say the team was there, but they may not know that you did something that did okay. this. All the team knows is that this one artifact was uh, not retrieved successfully by you. The Draco Foundation, quote unquote, beat you to it. Oh, okay. That's different than what I was thinking. Okay. Um, well, that could be what has been told to them. Oh, okay. Um, we uh, we were investigating a, a dig site, and we found a number of artifacts, and uh, only my character understood which one was the right one, and I traded it to the Draco Foundation for some ancient maps. And, of course, pretended that one of the other items was the actual artifact, but it turned out to be a false lead. Okay. And this last question goes to Silith, and it's kind of almost fitting. An artifact of major significance was recovered thanks to you. Which powerful person or organization that is not the Draco Foundation did you retrieve it from? Shit. Uh, God, I wish I knew more about the... It doesn't have to be an existing. It can be somebody made up for this. Yeah, but like thumb in your nose at one of her bread and butter. It can be one of the big ten. Yeah, I'm trying to think of uh, uh, I'm a. Yeah, I'm a big fan of hating. I'm a big fan of hating Neonet. 
Itahama is a big investor in magical artifacts, Ares, uh, Neonet. Rinraku kind of dabbles into it, but they're more into the magical compounds, not the actual items. Um, ass technology, of course. Um, Evo and their horde of murder bots. Horizon could be one. Oh, let's just let's go Neonet. I haven't actually. I don't know personally much about Neon, but let's go Neonet. Okay. All right. Uh, next, everybody is going to start with an extra twenty karma. Be spent after character creation. Interesting. Do you mind, like? Yeah, I'm going to. Okay, (laughs) good. (laughs) As far as gear goes, who is going to want things that are higher than starting availability limits? I'm not sure if I will or not. I'm still going through stuff. Possible, but I might be able to do what I want to do without it. The way that I'm building this angelic character, he's gonna go the way of the Highland Forge Claymore, but I would prefer that to be a weapon focus. So I'm not sure I would start with that since I will not have the funds to have that to be a weapon. <clears throat> I can easily do B and E without it, but since I'm going the augment route, it would be although I could drop resource and add it well. Yeah, I was I was I was debating on that. I'm seeing if I can do this without going adept, but I don't know. See, I personally I know I can do this without going adept, but I like some of the adept powers for my B and E characters. Like most of the B and E characters I've created have been adepts because there's some adept powers that you just can't do with augment, like traceless flock. Oh Where can I find about the spell resistance quality? I think it's in the core book. I can't find it. That, I think, is one that they fucked up on, because I don't think there is a spell resistance quality. Yeah, it it makes you more resistant to all magic, including stuff that you would be cast on you. Yeah, I think there is one. I, I remember looking at it, actually, for um, when I was messing around with a certain character. Yeah, yeah it's for... magic resistance, not spell resistance. That's what it was. I knew there was something. Like, there isn't a quality called spell resistance. <clears throat> Six karma per rating, up to a four. And it gives you one extra die to resist uh, spell resistance tests. However, it's always on. You can't lower it for things like heal and stuff. And you can never take part of things that require a voluntary subject. Ow. Also, if you have a magic rating, you cannot take it unless something gives it to you, like that one null wizard. So if I get the quality for free, is like do I get one level of it for free, or do I just get the ability to buy it for free? What are you looking at? What is it that? No wizard. I assume it gives you a free rank in it. Yeah, that's what I'd say. I'd, I'd say like the first rank is free, and I'd say you could probably buy you know additional ranks probably. Yeah, I think I can go with that. That's kind of how here or here lab calculates stuff when you pick uh, mentor spirit. It'll give you a rank in whatever thing you choose related mm-hmm. to your mentor spirit. I'm going to check the other books just to make sure there's nothing specific for that, though. It won't be in other books because uh, Forbidden Arc... Well, okay, unless you're going back previous editions, I don't have any... No, I mean like uh, Street Grimoire or Shadow Magic, Shadow Spells. I don't think anything else I'm on the or was on the rule. And I remember going over Forbidden Arcana and going, what the hell is Spell Resistance Catalyst? 
There's also the spell resistance adept power, but in this case I'm going to say the, the quality magic resistance. So you get one rank for free. You can buy other ranks with your starting karma or after character gen at double karma. Also, one thing you can take uh, is dedicated conjurer as well. What book is that in? It's in Forbidden Arcana. The uh, Null Wizard looks like you can be an Aspected Magician. So as an Aspected Mage, focusing on summoning, Dedicated Karma Conjurer is 5 Karma per... No, just 5 Karma. And then for every 2 ranks of summoning you have, you can choose a new type of spirit to summon. So, so you pick your tradition like you would normally. And that gives you the five spirit types you can summon. And then for every two summoning, you can add another spirit type to that list. Troll reduction, is, is that Bioware? Or... I think it's Geneware. Ooh, okay, it's apparently Bioware under Bios. Yes, attribute caps suck. Forgot a troll. This is why they're just better at bashing things. Yeah, no, I, I, I can't go against the grain that god. But Oh, all right, I'll go elf B&E. We're an elf party. Uh, I think I'm actually going to go human. Boring. Well, I feel like it fits more traditional, traditionally with the concept of angels as like past mythology or history or whatever you want to call it. Elves are prettier, though. <laughs> yeah, I was actually considering up until you guys mentioned all elf party, I was thinking about making a dryad. <laughs> I was talking about a dryad earlier, but changed my mind. But if you're going all elf, I'm... Weird, we're not going all elves. That was a joke because there's a lot of elves so far. It's not all elves, though. Yeah, I think I think I'm I think I'm landing on human for sure. I would play a gnome, but I don't want to play another dwarf character. I'm I've been I was considering gnome. Huh. Gnome would actually be good for a. He wants we... to play a vampire. No. I mean, you can't be searched if you're a vampire, then, right? No. I feel like playing a vampire is going to be extremely difficult to do as I a PC. I don't see why you couldn't search our vampire. The HMHVV is just a hell. Animals searched. That's what the shifters are, essentially. That's what created the meta sapien. I think the main detriment is not enough karma to go around. Yeah, okay. Right. Yep. Yeah, that. That is the. Yeah. <laughs> and the and the sunlight and other severe allergies. Yeah. I mean, I could totally make a, a wicked a wicked vampire. He he'd go well with the the dark side of this character concept. Alright, so the Google Doc has the post-character gen. 20 karma can be spent or saved however you like. And 30,000 new yen that can be spent on things up to a 20 availability. Nice. Holy How, much How much was that again? It's written in the Google Doc. 30,000. Oh, okay. So it might help you get some augmentations, but probably not that much unless it's cheap. Most of the cheaper ones are fairly low. Yeah. So, Ag, we were talking earlier about we should probably have some type of transportation skill or way to get into places we're not allowed. Yeah, I mean, if nobody can pilot anything, uh, there can be an NPC flyover thing that you guys can parachute out of or wingsuit out of or halo jump type thing, assuming everybody has free fall. I've got no... If I go gnome, that's not going to go very well. A low body score does not have a fun time. I could put points in the pilot aircraft, but I don't ever see us in a short period of time acquiring aircraft because of the cost. Now, that said... 
Um, stuff maybe like that may be made available from time to time. Okay. So if you can pilot it, that's bonus at the time. You know, it's something that you could fly into a place and either the autopilot can then take off and leave or somebody else can deliver you. I could probably swing some for pilot groundcraft. I could see it on this character. Well, the Fizzad just lends itself to being able to pilot things innately. I'm still not decided on that yet. But the whole living on the street, boosting cars, that whole sort of thing. Other skills that may go well. Gymnastics for climbing around ancient tombs and stuff. That's a given for me. Same here. <laughs> Sneaking. Con or impersonation. So when people start to nosy. So I got a game mechanic question for you. Go ahead. The act of in melee combat, um, either jumping onto a table or up onto a wall to get a height advantage to use a specific melee form, would you consider that a parkour or a leaping type of action? Uh, parkour is gymnastics, isn't it? Yeah. I think they'd both be gymnastics because the jump is under gymnastics. Yeah, leaping and parkour are both specialties under gymnastics, which this guy is specializing in, but I'm not sure how that particular action would play towards having a specialization. Because there's a, uh, in the Newt's Defections uh, martial art form, there is a, an attack that you use by having a height advantage, whether that's just leaping up and then coming down or hopping off something. Is that run and gun? Probably, yeah. Which uh, martial art? I'll spell it for you here. It's K-N, or sorry, K-U-N-S-T. Next word, D-E-S. Last is F-E-C. H-T-E-N-S. Oh, Looks like it. Kunstfestens. Yeah, it's German. And I don't spreken any of that. <laughs> is it the pouncing dragon technique? Uh, yes, it is. Um, you can go with whichever specialization you want on that. I don't think it's really going to matter that far out of it. Okay. So if you want to do parkour or leaping, either way... Um, now, leaping might help for things like if you are on a balcony and want to jump off at somebody on the ground below. You know, not necessarily to make a roll for the attack, but just knowing how to leap type of thing. Right. But yeah, as far as the mechanic for that, the either either one will work. Do I make her magic or augment? No. That's the one that I've already struggled with. It's like augmented characters if you dump all the new yen into them, are stronger out the gate, but they take a long time to build up because you just need money and you can mm-hmm. only cram so much wear in the body. Magic is slower progression, but you can have ultimately, I think, a stronger character, but then you have to worry about things like background count. When we're setting this up in Hero Labs, do we do the uh, run faster point-by system? You can choose whatever system you want. Yeah, if you want to do point-by, you can. Uh, or sum to 10, which will let you assign points to the priority numbers and then choose BBB, whatever. Some concepts may go better with point by versus priority. Others may be the other way around. Yeah, I'll have to run this through the uh, point by system next and see if it comes out any better. Um, they're also pretty hard on the front. It's great. It's a free product. I'm using Shimmer right now, but that's only because it has the stuff from Forbidden Arcana and the complete trog on it, because, you know, Hero Labs being slow. No, they have to actually, you can't fault them. Ooh, God, no, stop it. An idea if I went awakened and made her a black mage. Is it actually called an animal companion? I think it is. That wasn't me to 
Nope, one you. I believe it's uh, Animal Familiar. Familiar, that's what it is. Alright, and everybody is going to get uh, six free knowledge point skills. It can be spent on knowledges or languages geared towards the historian or ancient languages and things like that. So is anybody else taking bilingual and Latin? Probably not Latin, but I was considering the bilingual quality. If there's no objection, with at least with this character, that's the way that I see it going. So I, I don't mind claiming that if we want to diversify at all. Go, go ahead. It's all yours. Which, what would be your native language? Italian. Well, Italian if you grew up there. Otherwise, you should probably know Italian. Right. Just, uh, she'll know Italian now. You definitely can originate from other parts of the world. Huh. She's gonna know Farsi. Gonna know what? It's Farsi. Sad. From Gaelic. Okay. And at this time, Orzet does exist. Ooh. Greek? There is some religious significance to the Mediterranean area in general. Uh, And Sparethial, because they've been around for, you know, a long time. Alright, I'm gonna hand her some, uh, some ancient stuff. I'm gonna hand her some Hebrew. That might be fun. Amazonian Portuguese. The Amazon is always nice. So what is this, uh, each character? Did I type in some weird stuff? I just, I... Yeah, I was gonna type that down there. Points towards linguist historian concepts, but that's just... Okay. Duplicate text there. <laughs> that's, that's where the bonus skill points basically come from. Go into. Okay, fair enough. And so, uh, sorry, you said it was six towards six bonus... Towards knowledge or languages. Knowledge or language. And to do that in Hero Lab, if you haven't, uh, you go into the ad- no, not the advancement tab. Personal tab. Permanent Personal tab. Free knowledge slash language skills. Putting that there before I forget. I did it without doing magic, but I don't know if I'd like it without. The, like there are certain things you just can't do, and it's yep. Not, mm. Okay. I yeah. E skills. That's always. All the world is nails, and you're the hammer. Slightly different weights for skills because that one was a face of a Sam. Maybe a little. Con can get pretty far. If you can talk them into unlocking the door, you don't have to worry about not being able to unlock one. <laughs> or getting caught trying to pick the lock. Oh, I definitely can't take Con with this character. That would be telling lies. You just don't talk when we're telling lies? Is that what's going to happen? So, like, uh, the Wheel of Time version of the I said I, where they don't lie, but they don't, they omit the truth. Like, I'm, tr- I'm trying to figure out how that would equate into a Shadowrun skill. I feel like that could be con. Yeah, that could be con as well. Because you have to know how to leave things out and still not... And still make it see like, seem like you're telling everything. Yeah. Gotcha. You know, the con is doesn't determine exactly what you say but how you say it all right anybody have any other questions um you guys are going to be on a salary so they will have uh, funds paid to you every month there may be a job board for you guys to choose side jobs when not on missions for the church cool yeah okay and we were going to start this in like two weeks is it going to be an every other week thing for the moment yes okay cool Two weeks to finish this up. And then 
two weeks, and then two weeks after that should be good, and then Christmas falls on our normal game day, so we'll be skipping that one, obviously. Yes. I mean, I'll have the day off. I won't have to work it for once in a long time, but I don't think I'll be able to play. <laughs> I'll be working it. My second job is at Applebee's. Fun. Yeah. I start that, uh... Well, I have orientation on the and then I, I pretty much assume they're going to start me right up. Is that going to be late night or similar time? Just not in time to skip to change days it'll playing be, this? It'll be nice. Like I said, it's a second job, not a new job. It's in addition to my current job. Like, my current job, our hours just changed to our winter hours, which are 7.30 to 5.30. So I have my availability. I told Applebee's this is just a winter thing, and my availability, I can start at 6. Which, this game for me starts at about 6.30. And I've told them, you know, every other Monday, which is why, you know, I'll specifically, I will probably not be able to do off weeks. Okay, that's fine. So, yeah. I'm working it around this, so don't worry. <laughs> yeah, when I first moved out here, I worked at Toys R Us, and then I started working where I am now, driving, but I worked 5 to 1.30, 5 p.m. to 1.30 a.m. driving. Oh. And on my off days at Toys R Us, I still work there, but it's like, you know, on this this day I can't open because I don't get home until 2 a.m. and I can't be here at 8 a.m. and they never cared. It's all right, you're opening on that day. God damn it. Yeah. Well, I'll be a zombie, so thanks. Yeah. Uh, having to work retail on no sleep, I, I don't have that kind of patience. I did it a lot. I used to work overnights, the 10 p.m. to 7 a.m. shift at Walmart. Uh, and I have a hard time sleeping during the day, so there were many, many times I went in on very little. It sucked. Yep. Welcome to Walmart. Your stuff's over there somewhere. <laughs> Luckily, at the time, we didn't have any greeters, and also there's no greeters. Over. I think they're, they have greeters from, like, probably 7 or 8 a.m. to probably about 8 or 9 p.m. Hell, at my store, there wasn't even any um, LP overnights. But yeah, I liked working there. I liked the employee discount and stuff, but they just started screwing my hours too much that it wasn't compatible. Mm -hmm. Okay, team. So skill-wise, I've got a melee combat skill, 9 dice and con, 12 dice and firearms, even though I'm not really planning on using those. 12 dice in gymnastics, 9 in impersonation, 9 in the influence group, 11 in perception, without specialties, and 12 and sneaking without specialties. What else do we think we might need from the active skill group? Um, who knows? <laughs> Free fall, I'll take that. Is there where... Yeah, no, there's... Arcana, maybe? Good call. Small unit tactics? Well, that'll be a knowledge skill. Another thing, and I'm not sure where this would fall at, but some type of appraisal might be... Uh, that might be a knowledge skill as well, though. I'm not sure this character would know appraisal since his backstory is kind of going to be more raised within the church. That, yeah, you know, <laughs> that that definitely be your area. <laughs> and that would probably be oh, an intuition. Contacts. I need to come up with some good contacts. Yes, uh, I, I I may have a lot of contacts. I'm just letting you know. Oh, and there's a um uh, a quality that says friends in high places. I think I might like that one. Can it be the Pope? Yes, my <laughs> is the Pope. I mean, that would be pretty kick-ass. Or maybe like one of the archbishops. I think that's what they are. Aren't they? Aren't the archbishops the one that voted in the papal college when they pick a new pope? I think so. 
Is anybody going to take the rank quality? What? The rank quality. Basically, I Would that feel... apply here? I, think I mean, so. if, if, if you're going to be from the organization... Uh, I think there's a conflict if I were to try to take Gnome. Um, gnomes apparently have Arcane Arrestor, and you can't combine that with Magic Resistance, so you can't be a Gnome Mage, I don't think. Couldn't you? It's, but, uh, Arcane Arrestor specifically states it can't be combined with Magic Resistance. Yeah. Oh, okay. Could you still be a Gnome, but choose something else instead of Arcane Resistor? Mm-mm. All Gnomes have Arcane Arrestor. Well, I mean, I could be a gnome and she's something other than an all-wizard. Yeah, it doesn't have the same flavor, though. Yeah. Let me you can go hobgoblin. Arcane Arrestor gives you bonus. I wish there was a smart troll meta variant. Oh, I know. I wish there was an agile troll meta variant. Oh, wait, there actually might be a heaven. Well, I mean, there is exceptional attribute. That kind of gets you there. At Gen Con this year, somebody made a uh, Troll Technomancer. He was a first-time player to the Shadowrun world as well. Wow. That's... He came He came through my character generation. I'm like, I'm just going to tell you, this is going to be a long, hard road for you, but you will be the only dude at the convention running this. And he had a blast. <laughs> he had like a whole story in Shebangabang, and so those are two-hour sessions, and he had like, he had like a whole world developed for this concept, so I'm like, man, good on you. I ran into him later, and he just had fun. Nice. Hey, that's what, I mean, fuck, that's what everybody's there for, right? Great. I just looked at him like, oh, this is going to be a long, hard road. But nobody's going to look at the troll and think that he's bricking your weapons. <laughs> right? I mean, that's like the, the definition of hiding in plain sight. Yeah. Higher charisma. Uh, the Oni has uh, seven max agility. Yeah, that's the that's an orc variant. Yeah, that's a cool orc variant too. Oh yeah, I don't think I want to go with the Oni though, for because they have the striking skin pigmentation. I'd like to be more able to slip into a crowd. Well, I'll just stick with my elf. Yeah, when y'all guys were talking about all the different meta variant concepts, I'm sitting here going, "Great, I'm going to be like the only normal elf. Everybody's going to be like." A freaking Naga, and I'm gonna be like, yeah, we're not blending in anywhere. Ever. <laughs> I wanted to be I might. I will let you take a gnome with Arcane Arrestor. You just won't get to double up on the dice. Um, Arcane Arrestor stops critter powers as well. So whichever one would have the most uh, effect given the situation, would be the one that is... Primary, dominant? Guess. Yeah, dominant. Or, since you have one rank in magic resistance for free, you don't have to buy that up, but the effect of that you always roll your spell resistance for even beneficial stuff would be in effect. I was kind of wondering if you wouldn't just take the two ranks in Arcana Restor and turn them into magic resistance. Yeah, it'd pretty much be that effect. The difference is with Arcane Arrestor, you also get to roll resistance for some critter powers. Innate. Oh, including critter innate spells. Never mind, not critter powers. So yeah, it would it would work like it does for uh, spell re magic resistance. So even if somebody tries to heal you, you're resisting the spell. Well, with, um, with Arcane Arrestor... Um, uh, it affects like invisibility and heal, but magic resistant means those spells automatically fail. 
um, because uh, spell resistance is, I think it's magic resistance is the one where um, if yeah, uh, yeah. it's a voluntary, voluntary subject, voluntary. it fails automatically, right? Yes. So, but, but, okay, uh, the, sorry to butt in here, but those spells, they don't require a willing participant. You can cast that on somebody unwilling. And they do get a resistance test. So I mean, I, I think I think what that means is like you can't be a part of a ritual. Oh, okay. That that's how I see it. Yeah, I think there are some spells that specifically say you can only cast it on and a willing person. Like um, I think the like the mind link ones, you have to be a willing participant. Mind net, that's the one I'm thinking of. Like that one requires willing. What's the neotiny um feature? Because I can't find it. You look like a child. Yeah, you're basically your development stopped in child stage. I believe it's in Run Faster with the with the metagenic negative qualities. Okay. Yeah, you, you basically you stop growing. You always look like a child. You don't grow facial hair. You don't. You look like you never hit puberty. Yeah, it's up to age thirteen. So yeah. basically, child or adolescent. Oh God, to be prepared. So there is <laughs> a GM at Gen Con a couple years ago that. Played a face character that was uh, basically a thirteen, uh, an older woman trapped in a thirteen-year-old equivalent's body. It was creepy. <laughs> yeah, the idea I'm thinking for a gnome is a female gnome, and yeah, that does sound really creepy. I'm not sure I want to play that direction. Another downside of Neotony is your condition monitor is only six plus half your body instead of eight because plus half. Because you're a child. <laughs> yeah. The Nartaki looks interesting until I got to the eight-limbed variant. <laughs> uh, let's see, the eight-limbed variant, that would... No, wait, there isn't an eight-limbed variant, but if you surged a Nartaki, you could get a second set of Shiva arms. I think you could also do two sets of Shiva arms on just a regular I guess it's handy for holding your coffee and a sandwich while you're reading. <laughs> hey, uh, Ag, would I be classified as being a part of a group slash schooling due to the fact that I'm planning on being part of the Catholic Church? Well, as far as magical group, what? Yeah, as far as initiating is concerned. Uh, probably not. You are part of a more secret society than the general secret society, so certain things you're not going to fraternize with as well. Would schooling still count, though? What's schooling involve? Just that I was taught that I, I went forth and got education from like a mentor. Yeah, what's the effect? What what's the It gives you a discount it? to your initiation karma. Yeah, it's just ten percent discount to initiating. Yeah, that will work. And technically, apparently when you initiate, that still adds ten grand. Or it costs ten grand to initiate. What? Because I went and got a taught a teacher. Oh, uh... Where is this from? Street Grimoire? Yeah. If I go and get teach uh, taught, it's ten grand to learn the first grade of initiation. But it gives me a ten percent discount on karma. Oh, this is annoying. Okay, this is weird. So Chummer, let me create and I initiated and I have meta magics, but because I guess I chose a mystic adept, it's only allowing me to see the mystic adept. Metamagics. Wait, what? Yeah, I, I chose. I, I was going with Mystic Adept as my combat mage. I didn't and think there were metamagics specific to the Mystic Adept. I know there are some, there are those specific to adepts. 
Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Is it's only letting me look at adept meta magics. That's... That sounds like a Tamergen issue. Hey, I don't mind because, you know, uh, two of the ones are ones I would like to take, like Harmonious Defense, which is basically the shielding, and then Harmonious Reflection, which is the reflection. Okay, that looks weird. Hold on, I gotta look at something. In here, Lance, where would I find the Null Wizard option? I mean, I'm trying to build the character using point and I can't find it. Did you it, say in Hero Lab? It's not going to be there yet. Yeah, they don't have Forbidden Arcana in Hero Lab yet. It's going to have to be done like mostly in Hero Lab with certain things taken care of separately on paper. Okay, something's broken here. Wow. If I'm reading this right, Harmonious Defense is more powerful than if you were just straight up going with Shielding. What's the difference between them? Well, shielding allows you to add your initiate grade to your counterspelling dice, but only for the purposes of spell defense. Harmonious defense, it does not state it does not add to your counterspelling dice for spell defense. All it states is willpower plus magic plus initiate grade. So how does it actually read? Uh, as a free action... They receive a dice pool equal to their willpower plus magic plus initiate grade, which can be used in the same fashion as spell defense dice from counterspelling skill. Where Sounds better than me. Page 46 of Forbidden Arcana. And that's a metamagic? Yeah. I don't see why you wouldn't take that over shielding. Exactly. It's, it's just the devil. And I don't think they've done a Forbidden Arcana errata yet. Something they desperately need to do. Well, Catalyst is a spawn company. They'll get to it eventually. Well, it's designed specifically for adepts. But if I'm a mystic adept and I take it, then it works for me as well. I mean, okay. if, I just went, if I just went with the willpower plus my magic plus my initiate grade, that would put me at 12 dice. But why in the hell did I take counterspelling? So that's the that's the, the so that's where they're showing you both the benefit and the disadvantage of the mystic adept because it's a better it's a better meta magic to have. However, the cost of being a mystic adept is a cost in and of itself. Not only that, counterspelling can also be used for dispelling things that are already up, which you don't get the benefit of, and you create a target in that when you use harmonious defense, you start perceiving. So anything on the astral now has a target, whereas a mage that's not perceiving can still counterspell without doing that. Oh, I, I agree. But well, one of the other things I thought was interesting with the initiation grade, as far as I knew, everybody could take masking and flexible signature. They should be able to. Apparently, I can't. Now that's a bug in Chumarin. That's got to be a bug. I mean, there are a couple of bugs in Chummer, like, for example, uh, by going, uh, by choosing the holy text as a uh, mentor spirit, for example, I get plus four ranks in my chosen holy text knowledge skill. Well, here's the problem, is they don't have any of the holy texts in the knowledge skills for Chummer. I'd have to type it in. So I just looked at the stats for that Osmium Mace. Oh, goodness. Look what happens when you have a seven... Uh, strength. 
or higher. Yeah, I'm looking at it. It's a beautiful thing. What's that? It's an Osmium Mace out of uh, Complete Trog. Um, basically, it's it's one it's one of the very first variable weapons, sort of like a bow and arrow. If you have, hold on, just a second. Let me see if I can't find it. So when wielded by somebody with a strength of four or lower, it's it's uh, accuracy for strength is or damage is strength plus two p. But if you wield it with a strength of seven or higher, it becomes strength plus six p. So it's it's made for BFTs. I wish this was out when Tiny was still alive. Oh, and the accuracy increases to five when wielded with somebody with strength seven or better. So the other concept that I'm going to make of this ag is probably going to be an orc or a troll that'll probably use this. Finally, the trolls get a little love. I uh, ran into a little bit of summing block here. An aspected conjuring magician can't counter spell. That makes sense. They don't cast spells. They only summon. So like they wouldn't have any training in it. Yeah, it's in the sorcery group. And the aspected conjuring magician can't use the sorcery group um, but uh, the thing is is I have the ability of, of um, reflection um, but uh, uh, that uses the counterspelling tool and that's from the null wizard so if I want to be a really good null wizard I can't be an aspected conjuring magician yeah so that just increases the karma requirement for being a mage instead of aspected, and also for if you want dedicated conjuring, it costs more. Wait, I thought the Null Wizard couldn't... Hold on. Null Wizard can't cast spells, but they have the reflection ability, which lets them use counterspelling to, to bounce a spell back. Right. I thought there was certain limitations on the Null Wizard. There are. I, and I, I like the concept, but I remember when I looked at it, it was like, wait, what? <laughs> yeah, I can't use... Alchemy, artificing, binding, ritual spellcasting, or spellcast. But it gains the reflection metamagic, right? Um, but the problem with that is that uses your counterspelling skill. Um, and you, if I take the dedicated conjuring um, uh, an a, as an aspected conjurer, um, I can't use the counterspelling skill. I can't learn it. So I either take the dedicated conjurer without being an aspected magician, um, and and then I can suddenly do it, and I'm thinking about doing that, but I can't be aspected. I'm just going to ask a non-BS question here. Am I going to blow up by standing next to you? Why would you? Because I'm a spellcaster. I don't say, see why. I, I probably get on your nerves sometimes, but I don't think you would blow up. Reflection is voluntary. He is not the nega psychic and beyond the supernatural from Palladium. I was just checking because I'm just like, I'm going to just, why did I just fizzle? <laughs> you know game. what? Go ahead. You know what game I have not played in ages? I have not touched anything from the Rifts world since I was in high school. I love Rifts. I would like so to do play I. Savage Rifts. I was always, I fell in love with the Juicer from day one, and that's all I ever played. I don't love the Palladium system, but I love Rifts. But beyond the supernatural, the Nega Psychic is one of the most powerfully psychic magic character types there. But their whole power is set in 
negating it. So just by being near magicians, those magicians can no longer cast magic. Things no longer... Fireballs will just dissipate in the air. And even when they see something at a range that has not been cancelled by their ability, they do not believe it. They always rationalize it some other way. It's like, no, that mage just cast a fireball. No, bullshit, it was swamp gas. The transformer blew up. Solar flare. A Samsung phone exploded. But it was a big explosion, so that guy must have been riding around on one of those hoverboards, too. That also exploded. Okay. I now have a very strong dislike for Chummer. It, for whatever reason, when I did a uh, reapply improvements to my character, it deleted all of my spellcasting ability. All right, I need to put the baby to bed, so I will be back in a few minutes. I'm, gonna I'm probably going to be crashing out here in a moment. Cancel the, or stop the recording now, because I think we're pretty much done with most of the concept questionings. Only specific stuff remains, I think. Yeah, I think so. I'll be tweaking. I'll be tweaking this one build and then creating the kind of the converse to it tonight and tomorrow, and I'll probably end up posting these both in a Discord. I'll end up with a completed character sheet at some point. <laughs> at some point. The Tops Company Inc. has sole ownership of the names, logos, artwork, marks, photographs, sounds, audio, video, and/or any proprietary material used in connection with the game Shadowrun. The Tops Company Inc. has given permission to Relative Dimension to use such names, logos, artwork, marks, and or any proprietary materials for promotional and informational purposes on its website, but does not endorse and is not affiliated with Relative Dimension in any official capacity whatsoever. Relative Dimension is licensed under a Creative Commons Attribution Non-Commercial 4.0 International License. You can share us, but please give us credit. The intro is Return to the Sixth World. The outro is Double Cross, both off the Shadowrun Return soundtrack, used with permission from Harebrain Schemes. And thank you to Sirenscape for the additional music and sound effects. You can find more information at sirenscape.com. If you would like to get in touch with the Relative Dimension, you can visit our website at relativedimension.com. You can contact us, email, at podcast at relativedimension.com. You can visit our Facebook at facebook.com slash relativedimensionpodcast. You can check us out on Twitter at relativedpod. You can check out our Patreon if you wish to support us at patreon.com slash relativedimension. 